0: What's up everyone and welcome to the show. Before we get this episode started, I want to talk to you guys about Ready Nutrition. Ready Nutrition is for athletes who love to outwork the odds. They are a sports nutrition brand that not only has great products, but more importantly has a great message and that is why I am super grateful to be working with them as a brand ambassador. Anyone that knows me knows that I am very particular about what I put into my body. I want minimal ingredients, no sugar, all-natural and high-protein foods that help fuel my workouts and my day and Ready Nutrition is exactly that. They have a full lineup of supplements like protein powder, protein bars, protein puffs and protein water. The Ready Protein Water is one of the most unique items I've ever seen. There is no sugar, 1 gram of carbs, 0 grams of fat and 15 grams of protein per bottle. They are the perfect pre or post workout drink or if you just need a snack with extra protein. Oh, and they taste amazing. I want to work with brands who share the same values as me, and Ready Nutrition does exactly that. Hard work conquers all, and it's not about where you start, it's about where you finish. I have a special offer for all my listeners. If you go to readyismade.com and use my referral code, ANTHONYP20, you can save 20% off your first order. Then, once you love the product as much as I do, you can go back to readyismade.com and order more while using my code in the referral box when you get to checkout. This will help support me and also help Ready Nutrition know who sent you. I wouldn't recommend a product if I didn't fully believe in it, so head to readyismade.com and try it out today. That's readyismade.com, R E A D Y I S M A D E dot com and use my referral code Anthony P 20 A N T H O N Y P 20 to save 20 percent off your first order and then when you go back enter my code again in the referral box and that shows that you support me and it also shows that you support ready nutrition I appreciate it Um, I think you guys are gonna love the products just as much as I do I definitely would give it a try, especially the protein water. It's one of the one of the best products I've ever used and and I've used a lot over the course of my life. I appreciate you guys. Let's dive into the episode What's up, everybody? I have a very special guest today. I have NBA shooting coach Dave Love, and um, I'm very, very excited to have him on the podcast. Uh, I'm looking forward to some really good conversations as far as shooting goes and and you know his background and, and the players he's had the opportunity to work with. So, Coach, I just kind of want to give you the floor to start out and just kind of let everybody know who, who may not be familiar with you and your background and um, just kind of some players you've worked with and kind of your, your path, I guess, the, the path you took to get where you're at today.
1: Uh yeah, I uh, I've worked in the NBA since 2009. I was hired by the Phoenix Suns, uh worked with them for uh, for that season. <laughs> uh worked for Oklahoma City's D-League team the following year, uh the Cavaliers in 2013-14 and then the Orlando Magic for the uh uh the uh 14 through 18 seasons, so 4 years there. Um and, uh, and now work independently. I have a couple of agents that I do work for and, uh, and do my camps all around the world. I, I'll, I'll stay away from talking about, uh, the players I've worked with. I think you can probably find that online, but I always try and avoid, um, mentioning them just, I feel like it's, it's semi-private and, oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. uh, the biggest thing that I want to, too. So I want to preserve those relationships and never have my players feel like I'm taking advantage of them.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. Completely understand. Completely understand. So so what I want to talk to you a little bit about is about your camp. So I know that obviously, like you said, you kind of travel around and do different various camps and, and things along that line. So what does like what's the general uh structure of your camp? Like how do you are you just primarily shooting or do you kind of incorporate everything or, or how does that work?
1: I do shooting mechanics and so I call them shooting refinement camps where everybody can shoot the ball and most players have decent form uh, but are getting decent results and if we want to improve the results that we're getting we need to improve the way that we shoot the basketball that can't just be done through um, through experience or hope that experience is going to cause improvement if you have bad habits, then, um, getting more experience with the bad habits isn't going to, uh, necessarily improve a player that much. So the format that I tend to, uh, to follow, I do a full day camp just on shooting mechanics. And in the morning, what we try and do is identify little micro habits, talk about why they're important, um, uh, how they affect your shot And uh, and really we go through about 18 to 20 different points in in a, uh, a player shot and just talk about how it affects their their ability to shoot the basketball. And I talk about the kids trying to identify a couple of these things that they don't do well. And that usually has a negative connotation to it. But what we try and teach is that finding these things that we don't do well, that's where the improvement comes from. And when you can find something that you don't do well and then learn to do it better or differently, then you have a chance to unlock all this potential. And uh, so in the morning, we're really just we're trying to find what these things are. And then in the afternoon, teaching players how to isolate a habit and then how to build layers around it to take this new habit that you're developing towards a game's speed or a game situation. And, uh, and really I think that's the most important part. Most players know what's holding them back, but they just have no idea how to go about building a new habit. They think they'll just, I'll just go out and I, um, I'll, I'll shoot a bunch of shots trying to get my feet wider, or trying to get my non-shooting hand off the ball or trying to get more arc on the ball. And because they're doing it at game speed, they don't have any time. Uh, and they just, revert, revert back to their old habits and nothing ever changes.
0: Yeah. So, so so not to cut you off, but kind of on that same note, I, I, my my question I had for you, and I feel like it's kind of a good time to ask it. What what is like the number one thing that that you notice in shooters that they do wrong?
1: Uh, There is no number one. There is, um, uh, there's probably about a top five, And, uh, and those would be things like, uh, not being on balance, uh, or not being able to control their, their body while they shoot, that they're in the, at the mercy of the situation rather than controlling the situation as much as they can. Um, being able to shoot the middle of the ball with the middle of their hand. And, uh, if you can't do that, then you're going to need to use your guide hand. Um, not being in a position to be able to create, uh, arc on the shot Um, general just unawareness of what their habits actually are I think those are kind of the big ones and those are across all levels like um, from 11 year olds to pros that pros struggle struggle with their balance some pros struggle to get their non-shooting hand off the ball so uh, with those guys even at that level we're working on the same things
0: yeah, no, I I I understand that, and I'm I'm kind of glad that you, you you mentioned a handful of things because I feel like a lot of the times kids want you know one thing that you know just do this and then you'll be good you know if you just fix one thing then you'll be right. good when really it's it's a it's a handful of things and lot most of the time they, they kind of go hand in hand they go together. And so I, I find that to be very interesting. I know, uh, Phil Beckner was real big with Damian Lillard as far as being on balance when he shoots and, and things like that. And obviously that's paid dividends for him, but,
1: um, right, I didn't right. mean
0: to cut you off about your camp. So if you, if you wouldn't mind, keep going with what you were, what you were talking about before I, I, I cut in.
1: No, I, I think that's the, uh, the bulk of it that, uh, the morning is identifying the habits and the, uh, the afternoon is teaching how to develop a new habit and, uh, and I tell the kids right from the beginning that they're not going to become a better shooter in one day, that uh, that the goal is to become a better shooting coach and to understand how your shot works more and uh, and, and understand a process that you can follow to uh, to get better. And, and I really try and provide an honest description of what that will look like because you've got so many people out there uh, that are just – they're preaching a quick fix – and you see so many times that, oh, give me five minutes with this player, and I could, uh, I could make them an 85% free throw shooter. So in, in five minutes, you think you can change somebody's habits? Mm-hmm. Um, you can teach them in five minutes, but habits take time, and it takes work. And, uh, and, and, and so really trying to give kids an honest perspective of, of what that work looks like.
0: I think that any player, especially younger players that, that listen to this and, and kind of hear you talk about how you have a camp and it's literally just shooting mechanics all day, I think a lot of them will be will be shocked because they want to come in and, and do their form shooting and they feel like they're ready to go. You know, they, right. they, they don't understand that there there's so many things. Even players that I work with, same idea, you know, the, the mom or the dad will approach me and, and say they need to, you know, their shot is messed up or, you know, whatever the case may be. And And I tell him right from the, you know, right off the bat, like you just said, well, you know, is he or she committed, you know, to to following through the process it's going to take to become a better shooter? Because it's not like you come, you know, for a week and then, oh, yep, you're a great shooter now. You know, it's a really long process. And that goes hand in hand with, you know, doing things on your own. I think that's huge, too. You know, players, I'm sure players take away a lot from your camps as far as, Okay, I can go outside, or I can go in the gym and and do this on my own. So that could speed up the process as well. Because something I've noticed with players that I work with personally is, you know, th- they get it down. You know, w- whether it's a simple form shooting or you know whatever the case may be, and they get it down when they're with me, but they don't really make any progress because they only see me, you know, maybe once a week. So I think that would that's big too, as far as taking, you know, what you're learning from from you know coaches like you. And, and applying right. it yourself, you know, and not relying on you always being there.
1: Well, and I, I tell kids in the uh, in the camp that I am the I'm in the passenger seat with the map uh, trying to get them to a destination, but me giving them the advice that they need to turn left at this light coming up here, that advice, well while, while it may or may not be true, doesn't actually get us to the destination them listening yeah. to the advice and turning the car is, uh, is what gets us to the destination. And, and if you miss that, that turn, there's another one coming and we can still get there, but, uh, eventually you have to follow the instruction. And, uh, and a lot of kids don't get that. They think either the drill will teach them the drill will, um, will build a new habit or the coach's advice will build the new habit, but really all of those things are just putting them in a position for them to build the habit yeah. and they really need to understand that like you're talking about.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I love that. Cause I think that's so true as far as, you know, understanding, like you said, I I love that, that analogy you gave as far as, you know, you, you telling them where to turn and if they miss that turn, it's not like it's, Oh, it's the end of the world. You know, there's always another turn coming and, and I really like how you put that cause that's so true. I, I think that, players think that I can't get this, so I might as well just, you know, screw it, I'll just give up, and I'll just try to do this better, you know, whatever it is, because I know anyone knows that to be a great shooter, you know, everything ties in as far as, you know, your follow through, your hand placement, the use of your lower body, things like that, it's not just one thing, and I I think that that's a big, big thing that players, you know, could take away from listening to someone like you, uh, as far as shooting the ball goes. But something I wanted to ask you too, as far as warm-ups go, so if I'm a player and I'm listening to this, and, and my, you know I have a pretty good shot, whatever the case may be, it's not broken. It, it, it's good. I have good form, I have all that. You know we'll just say hypothetically that they have that. What, what is an ideal warm-up in, in your mind as far as walking into the gym and, and kind of getting ready to whether it's a practice, a game, a workout, whatever it is, just kind of getting your body going and getting loose?
1: Well, there's – with everything we do, whether it's a warm-up or a drill, we have to know why we're doing it. And so what, what is the point of warming up? The point there's – there's a few of them. Uh, to me, the, the most important parts of warming up are reminding your body of what it did yesterday, that you're not trying to figure out what to change uh, in order to make shots today because then you develop no muscle memory. You're trying to remind your body of the way that it was successful yesterday, and and in the beginning, being very precise with those movements, so that you're you're stacking together a whole bunch of different days of of the same shot and developing some muscle memory. Um, so it's that reminder, but then it's also reminding your brain that. You are good at this, and in the beginning, that may be a little bit of trickery. That maybe maybe you're not the greatest shooter, but you're you're improving. You're working at it, and if at the beginning of the day you can give yourself overwhelming good results, even from a short distance, then it just creates a positive mindset. And uh, and if you're going into a practice or a game uh, with a positive mindset because you've seen. Um, good results over and over and over again, even if they are simple results, then, uh, then you've achieved what I think is, is necessary for, uh, a good warm up. And then it's just warming up the body, um, and, and getting repetitions of game situations. So players will say, well, uh, what shots should I be shooting? And I'll respond with, I don't know what shots do you get in games? And these are players that I I wouldn't know of. Uh, with, with players that I do know and that I work with, uh, uh, closely, then we look at, okay, here are three or four situations that you get shots in virtually every game. And so we need to prepare for those situations so that you've got some comfort with them. And the one that everybody likes to skip over because they think they the shots are boring or unimportant are free throws. And, uh, that's the only shot that we shoot, that is the same from day to day and game to game. And uh, and so just remind your body of, of what it feels like to do that. And everybody wants to become a consistent shooter, but very few want to do the boring work to uh, to become consistent. They want to do the fun and exciting work that leads to flashiness.
0: Yes, I I love that last thing you just said. That's so true. I mean, I, I'm sure you've seen your fair share, and I've seen my fair share of players that – that they'd step into the, to the gym and they shoot a three. That's like their first shot. And it's kind of like that, like, what are you doing? And and it's, no, it's another thing that drives me crazy. I'm sure you see it sometimes too is, as far as, you know, a player makes one out of 20 and they, they think they could shoot that shot. You know, it's like it, you you could get there. You know, I, I'm, I'm never one to say you, you'll never be able to do that. But it's just kind of like you have to understand, like you said, that process and that boring quote-unquote Rather than that flashy, and that, like, I, I always talk about guys, and I'm sure he, you know, you bring them up too, but guys like Steph Curry and, and guys like that, like, they don't, they, 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 he wasn't born, you know, that way. It, it's a it's a consistent body of work process, and, and I think that players, they just see that end result and that final product, younger kids, and they just think that they want to be like that now, you know, and well, it's kind
1: of that are also teaching kids to just copy the final product
0: (laughs) exactly 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 i I love that
1: if you want to become steph curry just do what steph curry does and so we've got we've got the greatest shooter in the world who never gets open shots and is forced to shoot off balance um, shots that even his head coach probably doesn't love but has to acknowledge Steph makes them more than most people, um, and shots that he shoots at a lower rate than, than, than others, and then coaches are saying, well, that's what Steph Curry does in games, so that's what you should do in games, and they don't see what Steph Curry does at the, uh, uh, in practice or at the, at the free throw line. And so what I try and teach kids, I use Steph as an example of, uh, for example, foot placement, that I don't encourage players to turn their feet. I, I'm one of the coaches that I want to create energy at the target, because that's where I want the ball to go, and some of that energy comes from your feet. So the example I'll give is, yes, Steph Curry turns his feet in games, shooting three-point shots, and he makes 42 43 44%, which is good, don't get me wrong, but if we compare it to Steph Curry at the free throw line where he has a chance to slow down and be mindful he points his toes at to the target and he makes 95% of his shots so when we have time to be mindful which Steph Curry do we want to do we want to copy and personally i want to copy the one that is more successful not the one who's least uh, less successful
0: Yep. I, I love that too, because I, I've heard, you know, uh, different coaches that are talk about the, the foot placement and, and, uh, and I know in particular free throws, you know, maybe facing your your feet towards the block or, you know, whatever the case may be. So I'm, I'm, I'm also with you as far as keeping your, you know, your feet towards the target. And that's something kind of, that was going to lead me into some, when you were talking about that, it kind of came to my mind. So everyone talks about how you know to be a great shooter you should shoot the same all the time and 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 for- i find that kind of to be like a loaded question because what do you what what do people mean when they say that I, i'm not sure if i've never heard you know you say that in particular but like w- w- what do you mean by that because As a shooter, you know, you watch guys like Steph and you watch really good shooters and sometimes they are off balance and they are – maybe they might fade a little bit. Maybe they might – you know, so you're not going to get that ideal straight up and down every single time. So when people say that, are they referring to the form or are they referring to like everything?
1: I don't necessarily know what they're referring to, but I'll tell you what I'm referring to. I want to just have repeatable habits. And if your habits are, are, cre- are creating a situation where it's difficult to repeat the same motion as closely as possible, then you're not going to have a chance to get the same result. And so every shot you're shooting for the first time with no muscle memory. And what we'd like to do is try to get the, uh, our mechanics – in a try to get our mechanics so that they are a an efficient repeatable motion that the situation may impact and and add some variability to but that even when that happens we're conditioned to fight to keep our shot as similar from shot to shot as possible so that we can fall back on the muscle memory that we have in that situation so i i totally agree we can't the the same shot is not going to be replicated uh, exactly, but that we should be working to make repeatable habits as much as we possibly can. That's okay. what I refer okay. to.
0: Yeah, yeah. See, I I understand exactly what you mean as far as that goes. I just I and I, I'm not. I don't know. I couldn't tell you, you know, who in particular, but you just kind of hear that as for, that's one of those basketball things that goes around. Oh, you should shoot the same every time. Shoot the same every time. And and I hear that, and I just kind of think. I don't really necessarily know what that means. You know, I, I need that to be kind of defined as far as what, you know, what should be the same.
1: And, and do you get um, you get player or you hear coaches saying to to players that struggle to shoot shoot the same shot every, every time? But the player's trying to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so we need to yeah. your point, we need to get a lot more specific on our advice than shoot the same shot. I'm I try to take the same golf swing every time, but my results <laughs> are dramatically varied. Yeah. So give some insight as to why my results are dramatically varied because I'm trying to do the same thing.
0: And, and and I and I think that that kinda leads in like to what else I was gonna say as far as, you know, oh, you need to use your legs more or you need to, you know, (laughs) snap your wrist or you need to, you know, elbow in, you know, like I I think that if more coaches kind of took that approach like you just said as far as being more specific and kind of define that, you know, because what – as a shooter – you know, what does use your legs more really mean? You know, I mean, if, if I'm bending my knees and, and, you know, and I think I'm using them and you're saying, use them more, use them more. Like I am, like you said, I'm I'm trying. I mean, I'm not, you know, purposely not trying. I'm trying to do what you're telling me. So I just think that that, and I I, I could tell that you're, that's how you are as far as being extremely detailed and and really defining what you mean by what you say and, and not, you know, being general and vague because like you just said, I love how you, how you put that. They're trying, you know, you know, players, right. you tell them, Oh, take your left hand off the ball or don't thumb it or, you know, whatever it is. And, and they're trying and it's like frustrating for coaches. Cause it's like, you know what you mean, but like, you're not being, you know, more as specific, I guess you could say as, as you should be. Right. Right. I, I wanted to ask you too, as far as I, I kind of backtrack for a minute, as far as the warm ups go, I know another basketball thing that's out there is, oh, you don't want to warm up too much or, you know, too little or, or you know, whatever that, you know, case may be. And then you hear stories about guys like Ray Allen and, and Kobe and guys that get to the gym, you know, hours upon hours early and get up, you know, X amount of shots. And, and you know, is there is there, in your opinion – such thing as, as warming up quote unquote too much or, or too little. I mean, I guess too little would, would be kind of easier to understand than, than too much.
1: Yeah. I think I have two different thoughts on this. Uh, number one, I don't know a single like best shooter, um, who, or, or let me phrase it a different way. Anytime I find like the best shooter it's the, they're the best shooter in this town or they're this kid's the best shooter in the area or mm-hmm. area or he's the best shooter in the league or she's the the anytime i find that person i try and ask them one question the question is who do you know that shoots more than you and with all with very rare exception the answer that i get back is nobody so every single best shooter in the school best shooter in the area in the city in the league sh- feels like they shoot more shots than in, in practice uh, than anybody else and I felt that way too I, I was I felt like in my little area I was the best shooter or my group of friends I was the best shooter and then we'd go and play and the little Uh, game of uh, four on four would end and they'd all go off to uh, we didn't have phones those those days so nobody's (laughs) going to check their phone going to grab a drinker and I'd keep shooting Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. all these moments of I didn't know anybody else who who went to the park for an hour to shoot by themselves and I thought well this has got to be part of the reason why Uh, so there needs to be a lot of practice and shooting going on. And then the, the other thought on, on the length of the warm up is it's individual and it's not important that you need to do what Ray Allen does. Uh, Ray Allen needed to know what Ray Allen needed. And, uh, and, and then you need to take the time to get your body what it needs. I knew personally, it took me longer than most guys to warm up. That Some guys could walk on to the floor, shoot two shots, and say, yeah, I'm ready. After 25 shots, I still didn't feel ready. I didn't feel prepared. So I needed even just playing around with my buddies after my playing career was long long done. I needed to get to the gym 15 minutes before anybody else did because I felt like I needed that time to be prepared. And uh, it will be different for everybody, but whatever your body needs, take the time to get it.
0: And and do you think that could vary from day to day, or do you think that's like a personal like if if I wake up one day and and I feel like I start my warm up and and I feel like I'm I'm feeling good and, and shots are going in and I'm feeling confident and and I feel like my body's loose and warm and ready to go, do you think like I could cut my warm up short then, or, or do you think you should follow through with the same like length every day?
1: Well, uh, that's a great question. Um, personally. Um, you always have to plan for the worst and with everything, every habit that I have, um, or that I want to try and build with players is planning for the worst case environment. Do you always need perfect balance? No, you don't, but sometimes you're going to, and, or sometimes you're going to need really strong balance and stability. So get used to having it for when you do need it. Uh, as far as war, you would never say, Oh, I'm only, I feel like I'm only going to need two minutes today, uh, so I'll I'll only go to the gym two minutes early. Um, what if what if that's the day you needed twenty? You can't predict that uh, um, that this is going to be a day that you need less. You have to be willing to give yourself what you think you need. Um, so that that's.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, and
1: I personally and this is just my personal feelings I'm very routine based like I eat the same thing for breakfast every morning uh, I have the same protein shake in the uh, the middle of the morning when anytime I'm in a city, city that has a Chipotle because we don't in my hometown that's where I go for lunch and I order the same thing so I like routines and it gives me that comfort um, so I would want to have the routine and and go through that every single time. Yes. Some people may not, but I don't think there's anything wrong in in having a routine that you you execute every day.
0: Yes, and, and and I and I can relate to that 110%. I I am very very routine based and and it's kind of funny because when you're routine based it's good when you're in the routine but then when you get thrown out of the routine, you kind of get, you know, thrown for a loop a little bit. So it, it right. definitely has, has its pros and cons, but, but I agree, I'm the same way. I wake up at the same time, I eat the same foods, I'm, I'm very, very structured as far as that goes, and, and, and I think that, in my opinion, I would stick to, I'm with you, I would stick to the same thing, because you're not, you're not going to know, there's no way anybody knows you know, their, their body or their game that well to, to go into the gym and shoot a couple shots and go, okay, I'm good. You know, like it, it I would, if I, if I was still playing, I would definitely develop kind of a, a consistent thing I did every day it, rather than, you know, try to less, you know, what less or maybe longer. Cause I think then you start to get in your head a little bit and that could be mental.
1: Right. Right. But and I wanted most to of the talk to you that I know at a high level that, uh, that are the best, are very routine based. The best player that I'd ever seen consistently warm up their shooting before games or, or practices or workouts was Steve Nash. Mm-hmm. Um, Grant Hill would be probably second on the list. And I've seen players who do a good job over a, a short period of time and have success, and then feel like okay, I, I don't need to keep doing the little things that caused the success. So they move away from. Uh, the warming up and and go into a little bit of a slump. and sometimes you need to go through that process several times before you, you do realize, shoot, maybe this work just needs to continue. Maybe this work is what's causing the success, and I have to do it on a daily basis. Maybe that I can't uh, I can't go out and eat vegetables for a week and and lose some weight and then say, "Oh good, I get to eat all the candy I want now. The weight will stay off life doesn't necessarily work that way,
0: yeah no, no, yeah. and and i love I love the idea that you brought up, I wanted to make sure we touched on this before I let you go, as far as the shooting slump goes because that's another popular thing and i know the old you know saying is oh just shoot your way out of it and you know you'll be fine you'll be fine what what, what is your take on that do you believe that that's the best obviously you want to keep shooting but is there more to it than simply just saying again going back to what we were talking about before about being more specific you know what does that mean what does shooting your way out of it mean
1: um I- I've never personally said shoot your way out of it. Um, What I will focus on is uh, with the players that I've worked worked with, it gets to the point where I've seen enough shots from these individuals that when the ball leaves their hand, and it it takes a long time to get to this point, but you get there where the ball leaves somebody's hand, and you can say that's going to hit the front right rim, but it's going to go in. And, wow. and the, the next shot leaves her. in, That's a swish. Uh, that's going to hit the left rim and it's not going to go like you, you get to the point where, you know, somebody shot, or at least I know somebody shot well enough that I know the result that's going to happen. I know the mechanics that lead to a make and the mechanics that lead to misses. Uh, and they're small differences, but you see them over time. Um, and a lot of the time it is physical and it can start with something mental. It can start with with is, uh, just a bad night's sleep. Like how often as human beings do we have a bad night's sleep, and you just feel off the next day? The whole day you're a little grumpy, or you got this nagging headache. Well, if that can happen to our body, of course that can happen to our our, our skill. And uh, and so it's identifying you know, what, what do you need to, did the mechanics change? Uh, do you need to take care of your body a little bit better? Are you sick? Are you getting sick? Um, all these things can, can play into it. And if you're, if the mechanics have changed, well, just shooting your way out of it might not be the, uh, the best, the best answer. If nothing's changed, but, but you just don't feel right that day or you're in a bad mindset, then and saying something like, uh, Hey, stay confident and and continue to believe in yourself and keep shooting good shots. Uh, then that might apply.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I, 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 like that answer way, way better than all the other, like I said, as far as just that basketball, you know, that myth, as far as, you know, that just, Oh yeah, shoot your way out of it. Like again, I I don't know what that means. You know, I could go to the gym and and put up a thousand shots, and if I'm still shooting bad, you know, I put might have put up a thousand bad shots. You know, like you said, as far as mechanics go, if even if I go to the gym and I'm shooting shots, if I'm shooting in the wrong way, I don't think I'm going to be out of my slump. How's that going to get me out of the slump? Right, right. I I know that you know you were talking about your your various um, experiences going to the park and and kind of doing things along that along that line. What 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 is your opinion on those? As far as can those be overused, or or could those be maybe taken advantage of? As far as just getting used to that standing and kind of almost being you know mesmerized by the machine.
1: Well, there. there that uh, that you have going. Is becoming sloppy uh, and not not building better habit, then they're they're going to increase that uh, the speed of that process. But if, if you if you're investing some mental energy to becoming better, uh, then they can potentially help with that. So the gun itself or the uh, the the shooting machine isn't necessarily going to make you a better shooter. It's just going to get you uh, more shots because you don't have to take time to chase after rebounds. And, uh, and so I, I do like them, but, uh, you can't expect that like any drill or any coach, this machine is going to cause your improvement. It is a tool to, um, to help you do the work necessary to becoming a better shooter. And that a lot of that work that players are messing or are, are missing is mental work knowing what you are working on uh in that moment
0: yeah yes yeah, so, yeah and <laughs> and i and i work with a uh with a pretty good shooter he's he broke a couple records in the, in the state of ohio as far as field goals made and percentages and he's going to be on track for a career um he he broke um single season things along that line and he 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 lived when he was younger he really really lived on on the gun but his dad before he even stepped you know, anywhere near it, what was really, really drilling him as far as you know, form shooting, and like you said, kind of being there, not just here. You know, here's a couple balls, throw him in the machine, and go stand there and shoot. And a lot of people now in in my area kind of look at him and and look at that as far as how many shots he shot over you know the course of how many however many years, and and he shot a ton. And and they kind of want to look at oh well, the the gun helped him do that or you know the, whatever the, in, the case may be and it's like yeah you know that the gun definitely helped him you know get those reps up and and now he's kind of in that stage where he has good form so if he you know if he has a skill workout you know with me he may go back later in the day and you know get more shots up as far as you know just catch and shoot stuff or a couple of stuff off the dribble but but I think that that's like a common misconception is just cause you could shoot on the gun is not really going to make you a better shooter. It's kind of almost right. like I look at it almost as like a maintenance tool. You know, w- once you have the mechanics and the form and everything down, you can maintain your shooting using something like that, but it's not going to make you a better shooter overnight.
1: Right. It's, it's the golf or it's the basketball version of the driving range. And if I'm just going to the driving range uh, hitting balls one after the other with no thought as to what I'm doing, then we, we still have a lot of bad golfers out in the driving range. And, uh, and what really helps is taking a lesson and holding some accountability and learning and developing, knowing what you're working on. Those are the things that uh, that cause the improvement. And part of the process is doing that at the driving range. So the driving range isn't bad but the driving range isn't necessarily going to make it better if you're not if you don't have your brain turned on.
0: Yes. I I and and I, again I I love I love that as far as the comparison cuz that I think more players need to hear that and I hope that when they listen to this that they understand and they take away a lot of good stuff that you've been saying as far as you know with back to what we were talking about earlier with guys like Steph, you know, looking at the final product and not looking at the body of work and then like you just said with the idea of that being you know like a driving range you know it's a tool but it's not all you need and then even going back to what we were talking about with the mechanics you know in the very beginning with if you could tell me where to go but i have as a player i have to go you know where you're telling me to go and and if i don't go there right away there's always another way to come back and 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 i'm i'm really happy that you kind of put those in in such perspective as far as it's not really you know difficult you know just understand the process and understand what we have to do and, and we'll get there eventually so, so I really really like how you put that I so my, my, my last question for you is is something I like to end with you know with everyone I have on and it's not really basketball related it's kind of something to get you thinking a little bit I think and uh it's what is one thing in your life in day-to-day life that you have to do every day that that is non-negotiable that's not basketball related. So if you wake up, you just think to yourself, okay, I got to do, you know, this before I go to bed tonight, you know, it could be something, you know, little, it could be something big, but just not basketball related, something that you kind of do, you know, for yourself on a day, ba- on a day to day to day basis.
1: Uh, this is a, 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 cheesy answer, but, uh, I have to tell my daughters, I love them and, uh, and my, my wife too, uh but my wife's a grown woman, and she 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 can we can miss a day if we need to <laughs> but I need, uh I need my daughters to know that their dad loves them unconditionally
0: no and and that's not cheese I, I i could appreciate that because I, I i personally have to tell my parents that i that i love them every day at some point as well too so i definitely could appreciate that answer well coach i i really really appreciate you taking the time i know you're you know you're a busy man you got a lot going on and, and this means a lot and i think a lot of the listeners are going to take you know a lot of good stuff away from this conversation um real quick can, can you tell people where to find you on, on social media and really anything else that you know you want to let them know
1: yeah, you can find me on uh, social media on at pardon me on, at Coach Dave Love uh, on Instagram and Twitter are, are the best. I probably spend the most time on Instagram. Uh, I try to be there for coaches more on Twitter uh, and all of that. I want to get people to my newsletter on CoachDaveLove.com. dot com, and uh, and so that is like I've got. Uh, a lot of learning, a lot of free teaching that uh, that I send out through my newsletter on coachdavelove.com uh, and opportunities to like go deep into particular uh, topics. If you tell me, hey, Coach, I, I really need to learn about ARC, I'm struggling with that, then you can select that as an option and, and do a deep dive into learning about ARC or balance or gaining your non shooting hand off the ball and we're constantly adding to it and there's a there's a years worth of free information that uh, that goes out through my newsletter so I'm really fired up about that uh, coachdavelove.com or uh, at coachdavelove on on social
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, coach. And and any player that is listen, listening to this or even a coach, I'd highly recommend subscribing to that newsletter. I know I did. And, and I appreciate all the content that I get. You know, coaches he's always very willing and uh, to answer any questions that players have. And, and I think that's awesome. So thank you so much for your time, coach. And I really appreciate you.
1: My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on. It was great chatting with you.
0: Absolutely, coach. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pew Podcast. If you guys want to know when new episodes come out, head over to the Apple Podcast app. Subscribe to the podcast, and while you're there, leave us a review. That would help the podcast grow tremendously, and I'd really appreciate it. Lastly, make sure you guys are following me on all social media. So Twitter, I am at Anthony underscore Pew2. And Instagram, I'm at Anthony Pew2, and that's Pew, P-U-G-H. I appreciate your guys' support, and we'll catch you in the next one.